Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, October 16th. I'm Sarah Reif. The season of candidate forums started early in the 1st District, with the election more than a year away. Four of the five candidates vying to take retiring Supervisor Glenn McCordy's seat attempted to distinguish themselves at a well-attended forum in the Redwood Valley Grange last week. They took written questions from members of the Mendocino Women's Political Coalition as well as the audience, but did not lay out their platforms or their priorities, nor did they propose actionable plans to resolve the problems they identified. On Thursday night, many of the questions revolved around staffing and the county budget. District Attorney David Eister had not yet announced charges against embattled Treasurer Tax Collector Auditor Controller Shamise Cubison. Cubison was booked over the weekend for misappropriation of $68,000 of public funds, according to reporting by Mike Janella and Matt Lefevre of Mendo Fever. The offices of Treasurer, Tax Collector, and Auditor Controller were combined last year, and Cubison ran unopposed for the new position. An early question at Thursday's forum got right to the controversy that was most germane until the charges and booking a few days later. Do you agree with the sentiments of some of the current supervisors who support the Treasurer, Tax Collector, Auditor's Office becoming an appointed office? Do you agree with the consolidation last year of Treasurer and Auditor positions? Trevor Mokel, who's received the endorsement of current supervisors, answered first. So I think that um, it's definitely something that needs to be turned into a non-elected position, something that can be held accountable. Um, I think that the level of communication that's been going on out of that uh, office is causing a lot of issues for the board and the CEO and everyone else. We need to hold people accountable and make sure that both the fiscal audit and the procedural audit that's going on right now with the state and the feds goes through and is able to give us the answers that we need. Madeline Klein, who's been endorsed by several former supervisors, including Carrie Brown, weighed in. I'm not convinced that that was the right decision and that there was really a plan to make that happen successfully, and we've seen the results of that. We still don't have our end-of-year financial report, and we still don't have our audit from 21-22, which is completely unacceptable. So the board has presented the the next step in in their mind to fix this problem by changing the position from an elected to a hired position. And one of my colleagues up here just mentioned that this would be um, increased accountability. But the voters do have an element of accountability. You're supposed to be voting to hold folks accountable. Carrie Shattuck also noted that the consolidation did not include a plan. She believes Cubison is receiving an undue share of the blame for late financial reports. We can get reports from the departments and from the executive office, numbers that, that are needed, we can go around her somewhat. She is responsible for quarterly reports, not all of the financial reports that the board has been seeking. Um, having more consolidation in the executive office, I don't feel is a good plan. Um, it's just consolidating more power into one office. Adam Gaska pointed out that there's a key ingredient to any course of action. I didn't think it was a good idea to begin with, but we can't go back. I think it could have been handled a lot lot better. I think that there's arguments for both ways, either hiring somebody that is beholden to the CEO or whoever the county executive is and the board, but then that requires that you have a functional board. Candidates agreed on the need to increase tax revenue by increasing the numbers of assessed properties. Mokul suggested reinvigorating Lake Mendocino, which is run by the Army Corps of Engineers as a tourist attraction, in order to bring in more transient occupancy tax. Candidates attempted to convey their friendliness to business, from streamlining processes to suggesting ideas for specific endeavors, like a meat processing plant or charging stations for electric vehicles. 
But all were stymied by the condition of the roads, the lack of a dedicated human resources manager, and lackluster employment in county departments. Bargaining units are still without a contract. The final question was about the Potter Valley Project and consolidating water districts. Gaska predicted severe water rationing in the wake of decommissioning the project, even if a wintertime flow diversion continues. There's no way that we can consolidate our way out of it, that we can conserve our way out of it, even if we do everything possible to be more efficient with the water that we have. We can fix this. Like, goddamn might. I see that it's outlived its engineered lifespan. Why don't we rebuild it? Why don't we put the money in? Because it's going to cost us even more to lose it. We can build it bigger and better. We can put the fish ladder. We can, we can all win. The fish environment can win. Humans can win. But right now, the way that it's going, we're going to lose. When PG&E's license for the project was nearing its expiration date, a regional coalition tried to prepare a notice of intent to take over the license. It was unable to come up with an estimated $18 million for the studies required to advance in the process. Klein blamed Congressman Jared Huffman. She pledged her commitment to stand up for her community, but did not provide specifics about how a county supervisor could go about securing water from a privately owned utility that is governed by a federal commission that is not subject to the direction of an individual congressman. As supervisor, I would absolutely stand up to what's happening. I want to just kind of point something out. We have federal representation that is picking winners and losers in this process. Congressional Representative Huffman has decided that Mendocino County is on the losing list. Who's here, who here is okay with that? I'm not. We need strong leadership to stand up to what's been happening and say, this is not okay. We have relied on that diversion in the water for 100 years. And this is going to absolutely have major ramifications for this community. And there's not been enough conversations at the county level on this issue. Advocacy groups and voters have until November of next year to grill the candidates on issues like climate change, homelessness, opioid overdose deaths, and water. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.